A young man, Eller Coltrane, travels across the western U.S. with a handheld recorder, gathering sounds. This is By the River. Episode 3, Eller travels by train to El Paso. When you take the train, at least when I take the train, and I meet new people, a lot of times ideas that I have in my mind and I bounce around and share with other people and then I talk with them about ideas that they have, I have a tendency to get a wider view of anything that I have in my mind. I will get a wider view for better applications. And it works in the other direction too. Things that I may say to people as I travel um, may be beneficial in their lives as well. But the whole point is human interaction in today's society, too many uh, advances have actually led to the separation of people. For instance, when I was in the corporate world maybe 10, 15 years ago, when we would go on break, everyone would go out into the halls and people would be talking with each other. Nowadays, on the other hand, people may go out into the hall, but everyone's on the cell phone talking to someone else somewhere else. And people have a tendency to lose the connecting tissue of how it is to interact. And that's particularly sad because it starts having problems in relationships, whether you're talking about male-female relationships, relationships between bosses and their subordinates, or relationships between people in general. And you don't want to become a society that's so segmented until no one really has the skills anymore of having a decent interactive relationship with another human being. Whenever you have a time, a time and a place to sit down and reflect, take it, whether it's in your room, whether it's on a train, whether it is uh, just walking along, 
a lonely trail or in the big city, however it is. It's important that you find your own inner peace and are able to reflect and mingle with others. Because we all have uh, talents in life. We all have different gifts. And by the mere fact that we can often learn from each other, it makes for better society, makes it for better people in general, because you can look at things from more than one perspective. different on planes, it's so, you're so removed from like the actual distance that you're covering on the planet, you know, with the train, it's very literal. You can see everything you pass right there, feel it, you know, you can feel the ground. There's something really soothing about that. buildings and his whole thing is no matter how much money people offer to buy him off of them he won't sell them and he won't allow them to be restored he won't allow them to be used for anything so he just like wants them to deteriorate and that those that area of the city to deteriorate he recently got arrested for i believe tax evasion so like the hope is that him being in this situation will probably start letting go of he's like you know he's the guy is at the end of his life in his late 80s, and so I think everybody's kind of hoping that, you know, maybe if you're be in jail and legal problems, we'll start selling off these properties. Wasn't he busted for like a DUI or something like that? Is that, is that oh, maybe Billy, that's Billy. what it is. It was Billy, yeah. yeah. But, okay, but on t I guess the article I read, they apparently at the same time, there's like tax stuff going on as well oh. with him. Right. So. And he killed somebody, right? Wasn't it like... Yeah, like... back in the day he killed him, yeah. Well... <laughs> There's, who knows? There's probably a lot of stories like that. But, so there's a community foundation that's bought the buildings that it can, and it's revitalizing them and putting them towards artist spaces or working spaces or just trying to make a real downtown area. And that's kind of the balance that they're fighting there. And this has been going on for a long time now. Yeah, the ongoing joke becomes like, when is it actually going to be finished or will it be finished before this other thing that's being finished? Like there's, there's no actual goal, it's just development. Yeah. Endless, devel yeah. endless yeah. development, endless money being spent. A development on the development. Some people on one side are like, oh, you never want to see El Paso change. But I think people are just arguing for a wise change Certain rather than just another, another giant and uh, you know consumer capitalism with bars and and then you bars have people that bars. hope that there's something that you know that there's something in between there's there's somewhere 
where that there is the positive change and it's it is kind of taking care of everybody yeah, i mean that's a good point just kind of like not fighting or opposing the development because it's like that's a fight that you're never going to win yeah it's inevitable trying to and you and you would rather see things positive vibrant yeah no yeah. totally positive wise yeah. change we, we need to take care of people that's what gets lost is taking care of people and all this change you know what made this a, a unique city to begin with and and what's going to keep it cool you know the large mix of the multicultural mix in El Paso is wonderful. But some of those folks get kind of like lost in the shuffle right. of development. It's a great town, man. I love this town, though, El Paso. It is. It's special. I mean, it, it's, it's got its own unique mess, you know. I'd be hard pressed to live anywhere else in the United States now is the way I, I say yeah. it a lot, you know. And I don't know what that is exactly, but it's El Paso. Being near Mexico is a part of it. Because the, the idea is people tend to, in a lot of places in America, people just get obsessed in their own little community and no idea what's happening outside of yeah. their, their, you know, their worldview, their frame of reference. And it's, it's, there's less of that here in El Paso. It's nice. It's um, it's open. welcome. Yeah, a little more open. It's still America, but it's a little more open. And this is not like anywhere else in the U.S. <laughs> this little stretch. Order. a line that we drew right that's the thing you know yeah. this was arbitrarily dropped on top of where families have been living for generations it's not like without worrying about right that technicality yeah the whole southwest really that's yeah. what's insane about trying to say oh don't speak spanish you know these kinds of things like this is america no in fact this was <laughs> mexico yeah. for a very long time and before that it was uh texas was Texas. yeah the immigrants. So that's Juarez. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a giant city. It's a massive it's metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's another thing. Like a lot of American media portrays it as some one, like just some like a lawless little like enclave or whatever. But it's a giant city with a large yeah. middle class. Large, you know, it's a big, beautiful old city. Yeah. Now that, and it's a shame that it's like so kind of segregated from where we are. You know, because that should be an urban area, a multinational urban area. Yeah. Shared, shared experience. Yeah. Embraced. I actually want to spend more time in Mexico. That's a that's a promise for the future. These insane people wanting to build some kind of like science fiction fence across it all, you know? <laughs> that speaks to the kind of fear that has no place in the future of humans, I believe, you know? Boundaries should become porous. Um, and when you see the physical object, it's as ridiculous. It looks as ridiculous as it should look. Right. You look at it and you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. What yeah. is this? It's ugly this and dumb. Stupid yeah. thing. Some yeah. stupid thing, you know. And then, and then the, the guys like Trump, like making a business off of, you know, exploiting it for people that have never even been anywhere down here, you know, that have no idea yeah. how peaceful it is to live on the, the border with Mexico, you know. What a wonderful country it is, you know. Yeah. It's just so exploitable like everything else. It's turned into an object of derision and fear. 
that's a, that's a, I, my family lives in the Midwest, and they're like afraid to even kind of come to El Paso, some of them. Like, oh, that's like, it's you know, close. like my mom didn't want to drink the water in El Paso. Like, it's like all the, and I'm like, I'm constantly like, you know, you need to quit being afraid of other people and other cultures. I've been made more aware of it living here, and it bothers me, you know. Even just like talking with family and friends on the phone or on the internet, I, all these just subtle things that come through in their dialogue is just like, that's disgusting, you know? Like, that's fear. They don't, you know? Yeah, at some point we were all another culture. Right. We're all pieces of another culture. Exactly. We're all afraid of anything that's different and wonder why we're bored and empty. Right. But we were all different at some point. Yeah. And we're all, we're all that different thing. bag of different things. That continues to become more and more different and more and more things. The hope is at some point in the future, people find a way to live next to one another in a better way. You have been listening to By the River featuring audio from Eller Coltrane and Kevin Ford, music by Brian Dillon and Mike Barnhart. For more episodes, please subscribe.